Hey everyone, it's Pilla here and you're listening to the No Approval Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Franklin, also known as the King of Trainers. I mean, it should be pretty obvious from his name, but Franklin is a true sneakerhead that has turned his passion into a paycheck with over like 100,000 trainer lovers in his community. The first thing you all need to know is that none of his success is an accident. What a lot of people might not know about Franklin is he's been in the social media game for a hot minute. He provides marketing, consulting, and training for a whole range of clients. And that's how we first crossed paths. He's literally worked with every sportswear brand you can think of, but today we're focusing on his new collaboration with LS, why he decided to keep it in-house and strictly family, the heartbreaking situation that stopped him from featuring his son on the internet, and also why he's decided to diversify into the CBD market with his new business, Green Machine, that he launched last year with Wretch. 3-2, let's get into this. Hey, Franklin. Hey, what's happening, Phil? How are you Welcome doing? to the No Approval podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Franklin, I feel like you've been a legend in the game for a minute. I remember actually the second or third time we crossed mm-hmm. paths is when I got to hear your story. Okay. And it was about the time, because obviously you're known on the internet, uh-huh. on the interwebs as <laughs> King of Trainers. Yes. And, you know, that's a name people associate with a massive brand. And you were like, yeah, like they tried to sue me for that name. But I had the name first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, look, I love JD Sports. Um, they've been really good to me, you know, but there was a time where I've had the King Trains for a very long time as a personality, as a person. You know, it was a nickname and then it became in something. And it was a time where one of my friends on Twitter said, Nike, I'm just doing it. And that's an only possible nothing. Why doesn't King of Trainers, why doesn't JD Sports be to the real King of Trainers? Um, and I think they may have got a bit offended by that. So they sent some lawyers after me, sent me a legal cease and assist. And then I kind of wrote back to the lawyers saying, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Let's um, work together. And their lawyers are like, no, you have to, you've got like, you know, you've got seven days to comply or else take to court. And, you know, me being the person I am, I don't like getting bullied mm, in any way, shape or form. Speak on it. Yeah. Um, so I just said, okay, cool. So I learned everything there is to know about trademark law. I phoned them back and I had, I said, it's the King of Trains on the phone. It was a female lawyer. lawyer. And um, she, she, she was like, you can't say anything. Actually, I can. So I started to kind of list of case studies and stuff. And then she, she was like, oh, okay. He like, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Mm. And then she was trying to kind of say, look, don't you understand that JD's a big company? And JD's a huge company. Massive. 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 They own size. They own Foot Patrol. They own a, a number of different companies. Yeah. She said, what do you want to do? And I said, let's go to court. <laughs> so they asked me for my solicitor's details so they could send the paperwork over. And I said, send it to myself because I'll defend myself in court. Wow. So I was willing to defend myself in court over the situation. Because they thought I was passing off, um, calling myself King of Trainers. But they have a retail presence as King of Trainers. And mm. I'm an individual. It's a nickname, um, which has become like a kind of personality. And um, for me, I was never trying to pass off. I love JD. Like, I used to go there when I was a kid. My friends used to work there. Do you know what I'm saying? I love JD Sports. Like, it's not even a, you know, people may not say, oh, they're JD, they're too commercial or whatever. But they still have size. They still have foot patrol. They still own so many different brands that people wouldn't even believe. Look, that was in the past. But fast forward, God being so good, and I work with them. 
you know, work with them on a number of different things. So, so what you know, did you guys settle out of court? No, no, no. They just wrote me a letter saying we're no longer pursue this matter because they realised that I was willing to go. Mm. You know, and um, if I lost, yeah, I would have probably had to go bankrupt, sell all my properties and things like that. But I was willing to go because the law is the law, and um, I wasn't infringing. You have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that I was trying to infringe on on what they were doing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's um, you know now we work together, we do do a number of things. So big up JD Sports. Wow, big up JD. Yeah. But do you know what? I feel like I should have come to you when mm-hmm. I tried to have a podcast mm-hmm. called Behind the Gram. I tried to trademark the name. Oh, wow. And on the last day like is when I got the email being like, da-da-da wants to contest you or whatever. Oh, no. And I was ready to write it out. Like, it was blatant bullying. Yeah, it's blatant bullying. But in bullying, the end, yeah. I was like, is my money long enough for this? And I yeah. said, you know what? It really is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to back down. Yeah, like, court and stuff is, is a serious thing. Because it's funny. Are you doing, I do remember when you put inside up about that behind the gram or was it it just sounds so familiar because it was a put, webinar then I did yes, some events like that's that that's it and yes, then now I want yes. to do the podcast yes, and now I'm actually yeah. in podcast I was like mm-hmm. I want to do this properly let me yeah. trademark it yeah. when actually if I didn't try to trademark it they would have mm-hmm. Let me yeah, just yeah. do my thing without, yeah, bothering, without bothering them, them. Yeah, yeah. and you know what I think if I had the money I probably would have kept the case because it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be around social media. No. Anyway, because gram can mean many things. Yeah. It can mean weight. I could have done something about dieting. I'm this always trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I just said, I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> Let me just live my best basic yeah, life. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, sometimes you got to pick up battles, but, um, you know, people don't know, like, my nickname was King of Trains before them. Mm. So, like, you know, and it was, you know, it could have been at the same time. It could have been whatever. But at the same time, I've never won... Um, I've always loved what they do, so. And that's what's kind of like brought you to this place because you have a love of trailers. Who would have thought, frankly, (laughs) would younger you Mm -hmm. ever thought that you would be in this position where you are working? Nah, Working and very influential Mm -hmm. in the space that you grew up in. Yeah, well, I mean, like, no, I don't think, because this was never a a thing in the 80s and 90s when I was wearing, like, what people call as grail trainers. Mm -hmm. It was never, like, a thing, like, oh, like, you can be someone in the trainer thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. There was no personalities. There was no one, like, you know. The big brands, basically. Yeah, just the big brands and sports players. Yeah. So it was Michael Jordan or Pelle or someone was a sports person, innit? So they're the people who were kind of, or tennis player, they were people who were kind of influential to like the young people, but now I'm what you call influential to everyone in the yeah. sneaker game. Do you get what I mean? So uh, there was never just like, I'm not, you know, there's, there's no one, apart from my, the street guys that I knew growing up, I didn't think I can be here, yeah. you know? And at what stage did it kind of click to you? Well, I've had a name for, for many years, right? But Were you just it, collecting at first? Yeah, and it was, you know what? I, How big is your collection? We have to ask. Uh, nah, is it, it's too soon to say it. It's too soon to say it. Ask me that in a bit. Really? <laughs> is it that big? <laughs> no, you know what? I give a lot of trainings away to charity. Nice. I give a lot to charity. At one point, we're giving hundreds of trainings a year away. Wow. We give trainings at Christmas time. Nice. Um, with my friend Chris Chatterwood and the feet. Chris, he has a, a charity um, where we give trainings away. And, um, you know, and also shout out Resold as well. They're based in Brixton. You can go and drop off your trainers there as well. Shout out the guys there. I don't think I ever mm-hmm. deeped like mm-hmm. how serious, it's very serious this was. It's very serious. But I also remember I watched, um, what was the Mills show? Yeah, Soul? Um, Soul Seekers film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember watching Soul yeah, Seekers. I, I was, yeah, I was the head consultant on that film, so. 
yeah, we 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 did a good job. And you did an up. amazing job, shout just kind of like really breaking down yeah. like how this industry works, Indeed. how the resellers industry works. And it's mad because even mm-hmm. now I always see tweets saying, hold on, so you're telling me I have to enter a ballot before yeah. I can buy my, my training. Yes, like correct. what's going on? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, trainings are now what people call a commodity. So now you can buy a pair of trainings for like 160 pounds and they could be worth the next day 2,000 pounds. You know, so it's, yeah, it's the, the people, there's people making stupid money in, in the trainer game. So would you a, say mm-hmm. like trainers are, I don't want to say a men's equivalent because trainers are not just a men's game. It's no. like women love trainers yeah, just as much. Indeed. indeed. Um, but would you say trainers, the sneaker industry is the equivalent of like the luxe industry? It's yeah. The same way like people can buy a Hermes. And yeah. And it'll go up. Hermes appreciate. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh no. hundred percent. Like I've got trainers that are, I've bought for a hundred and. 60 pounds and I don't know where 5,000 pounds upwards. Wow. Do you know what I mean? You and know, are so. you going to sell? No, I wear my trainers. Okay. I wear them. I wear them. I, st- I stick yeah. to I wear them. I wear them. Sometimes I wear them and in a, I crease them on camera and people are like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, it's so expensive. <laughs> but no, I love tra- I love my trainers. I love all of them. You know, so for me, it has become a, that type of game where people can spot investment pieces and stuff like that. Wow. You know, I mean, recently the, the Louis Vuitton, Virgil Abloh, you know, RFP Virgil, um, went to auction in South of and, and I think it went for around three hundred thousand. Wow! For a pair of a pair of the collaboration pieces. So, wow! Yeah, it's a serious game. It's a serious Very game. Serious and game. when did you realize that? Listen, I can play in this game. Well, for me, I've always realized that because I was always the guy that people would look at and be like, "Yo, what trainers are those?" And do you know what I mean? But when from like from a social media standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I think it was after I went through some just the little. Um, thing with JD, I joined um, Instagram um, with the King of Trainers in 2012 or 20, about 2012, 2011. And then the name was still available. So I was like, okay, let me just do my blog here. You know, because I used to post up on Tumblr, my trainers. I've got like, like so many places that I used to do my the whole trainer content, right? And I said, let me just do something on Instagram. Um, and then I said, okay, how can I be influential on Instagram because it was a new platform. I wanted to really go hard because I was always I was on Twitter and you know I've always been on on socials. So I posted twenty pictures a day. What like twenty pictures a day? Yeah, I became like a news feed of just posting all the latest releases, all the latest drops. I was doing twenty posts a day. Wow, yeah, curated. So it wasn't your own original post. Yeah, yeah, it was my own. Yeah, it was my own original. Well, some of them were. It was a, it was a mixture. It was a mixture. Okay. Like I'll do like maybe a flyer. I'll do like because I, I study graphic design, so I could mm-hmm. do little artwork and stuff, and I'll do that, and then I'll send. A, I'll, do, I'll post a picture of maybe like me back in the eighties wearing trainers, and then I'll do a story, and I was doing a lot of different stories. And I'd done that for three years straight, like consistently, three years. Twenty, yeah, hosts, yeah, for three years straight, yeah, for three years straight. Yeah. You never missed a day? No, nah, no, nah, maybe one or two days, but I done it for three or straight. And when I realized that I can do this and I can get a reward for it, because I was just doing it for the love. Yeah, what and, kind of rewards were you getting? Well, it was Theodora was the first company to really reach out to me and they sent me 10 pairs of trainers. Wow. And they were all collaboration pairs and special pairs and stuff. And I, it was just crazy. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine for someone who's always bought trainers, yes, yes, then get, get oh for man, free. yeah, and I mean there was other people getting stuff for free, but I didn't know. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm there thinking they're buying them, and you know, but I was like, nah, this is crazy. Like, do you get what I mean? And that's that's when it kind of really it really kickstarted the kind of oh, I can get stuff for free. Okay, bet. And I remember when I first started the blog, I was with my partner, my friend at the time, you know, shout out Dio, and um, 
we done we had something called Trainaholics where we was just as we were going around doing interviews and we wrote to all the companies. We wrote to the Adidas, we wrote to all these different companies and they just shunned us. Some didn't reply, some were like, you know, no thanks, you know, kind of very stern emails. And what I said to them is, I'm gonna, we're gonna do this blog. I'm gonna be such a big person in the industry. I just wanna build with you guys. And everyone, a lot of people shunned me, but I did everything I said that I was gonna do in the letter, in the, the letter to these companies, you know, and, and, and they all, I've worked with everyone. Wow, yeah. love that. Yeah. Love that. Spoke yeah. it into existence. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I want to ask, because obviously, like, I know you. I've known mm -hmm. you through the industry for, <laughs> for a years. number of years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we go way we back. Go, we go back. We go back still. <laughs> but a lot of people now will see you and mm -hmm. will say, will know you as being a trainer, influencer, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. well as a businessman. Mm -hmm. But I think what a lot of people don't realise, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. is that you're just as much a marketer. Yeah. A digital marketer. <laughs> indeed, that. indeed. So, but what came first, the marketing or the influencing? A bit of both. Like I studied visual communication and advertising. So I know how to, a lot of stuff that I do, people are like, how did he do it? How does he know how to do that? Like, you know, my, my creation, my photo shoots and all that. So it's a bit of both because like I know, I just know how to cause a, how do I say? A ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know how to disrupt. Like, do you get what I mean? You know, even for my LS release, like I got my mum in the photo shoot and, and I got a, a Mercedes Benz from 97, SL600. I know how to put things together. You know, you know? how to market. Yeah. But you used to do it for other people. And yes, you, I did. You used to train other correct, people, which correct. you still do yeah, occasionally. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, um, don't know yeah, as much. They, they don't know that. Yeah. But I, where, I, I at don't... what stage did you, were you like, oh, I don't want to do it for other people anymore. I want to focus well, on myself. Well, I, I started teaching probably around 2010 and I done my first seminar in 2012 um, on social media and how it's going to span and how it's going to rule the, rule the world, basically. I even done a TED talk as well on the social media mind and how kids need to learn social media from a young age. Mm -hmm. What were the kind of key things you were saying from that? And it, it was literally just teaching kids how to use social media in that way. Like I remember t I was telling someone, they were like, oh no, but the kids can teach you. And I said, no, no, from a safety standpoint, if we can kind of, from early, before they even understand what social media is, if we can kind of let them know, okay, these are the people you should speak to. These are the people you shouldn't speak to. You, do you get what I mean? Mm. You know? And um, I done that with my son and um, when he jumped on YouTube, because he loves YouTube. And I'd be like, this is bad, this is not good, this is bad. And I taught him and he kind of just navigates himself. So I have no problem of what he watched on YouTube now. Do you get what I mean? Because you've taught him. Because I've taught how him how to navigate and what what he should be aware of and the bad languages and things like that. So he's he's, he's pretty good. So, But yeah, I've, I've been teaching for, oh God, like over 10 years now, nearly 15 years now. Lectured at universities, um, I've done a, a number of different things. And for me, it was, I said to myself, okay, I can teach this. But a lot of people would just be like, okay, he's a teacher, mm. but I need to live what I teach, mm. you know? You better preach. Yeah, yeah, I need to live what I teach. So I literally just said, okay, I'll show you, <laughs> you know? And it's easier to show someone than to tell someone. And that's, mm. and that's what I did. So when I've got quote unquote 100,000 followers and all this type of stuff, and I'm telling people, yeah, this is what I did, they believe it. Do you get what I mean? Because it's sometimes hard to believe if the person that's teaching you hasn't done what he says. You know, so that's kind of what it is. It's not giving pyramid scheme, basically. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh <-huh. So. laughs> and of all the titles, like, mm -hmm. that you have, mm -hmm. well, actually, let's just go back first. <laughs> you were posting 20 times a day. Correct. Yes. Then what happened next? 
Yeah, so I was posting on Hands Day, got the stuff from Diodora. Then all the other brands started to get in touch. So I started to then do content, jumped on YouTube, done a bit of stuff on YouTube. And we just started, I started to do content for different brands. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a feature piece on my on my Instagram, which is still there now. It's called What's in a Box. So one of my friends, shout out Kieran, he, he said, move it to a Wednesday and just do it once a week. Because if you do unbox every day, people might get quote unquote upset, which um, I agreed. And upset? Then, well, not upset. I thought you, know, you were going to say bored. Bored? Yeah, nah, because you know what it is with me? I'm very flashy about unboxing, you know? Like, I'm like, yo, like, I'm like, you know, for me personally, I love to see other people win. I love to see, celebrate people. So if someone, if I see someone unbox something every day, I'm cool with it. But some people, yeah, I'd say bored might be the better, better word rather than upset. Like, so I've, I've moved to Wednesday. So I have something called What's in a Box Wednesday, which I do every Wednesday with unbox. Like, it could be one pair. It could be 12 pairs of trainers that I get sent or items that I get sent, you know? And people send me stuff, just so much different things. I've received a bed, a fridge, uh, yeah, yeah. How did we go from trainers to a bed? And I know, sleep? I know. A company sent me a bed. Sim shout out Simba Sleep. Shout out Simba Sleep. <laughs> sent me a bed, yeah. Wow, this is really having its perks on all areas oh, of your life, God. like yeah. the property stuff, everything. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's really like it's popping crazy. off. It's been crazy. And at what stage were you like, okay, I need to develop this brand even further? Like, how did you go from, I'm just posting mm -hmm. 20 times at yeah. BBs to like, I'm charging for this now? Do you know what it was? It was when I went to one of the trainer events, right? And um, a, a young man said to me, like, I was wearing a crown and a robe. Which is his branding, uh, by the branding. way. Yeah, I got That's when you know the king of trainers yeah. has arrived in the building. Indeed, indeed. I wear a crown and a robe. And, uh, and some young man said to me, and he said to me, um, you're not the king of trainers. And I said, why? Why do you say that? Like, you know, and he said, oh, I thought he was an Asian guy. And I took that because I never show my face. I used to show my hat, like not maybe my hand. I used to just show like pictures and stuff. And I took that as, wow, he didn't think a black guy can work this hard. So that's mm. kind of where I took it, I'll be honest. Mm. I was like, right, why would he think that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know. Well, maybe it's a space mm. where there wasn't much black representation. There wasn't, no, no. No, I'm one of I'm one of very few at that time as well. Um, so I said, look, let me put my face to it. Let me make it into a proper personality, you know. Um, so I, I've presented for Nike, I've presented for Puma, I've presented for like so many. So now I'm the person, I'm the personality and stuff, you know, which sometimes can be hard because it's a lot of work. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. And what changed in terms of like, when you put your face out there, what are the mm -hmm. positive things that happened? Yeah, well, and also what were the negative? Yeah, so the positive things that are like, people can kind of see, okay, this is the guy, this is him. We've got someone to look to. And for the young people, people can, you know, from um, backgrounds like myself can be like, oh, I can do that. You know, it's the whole Obama effect, isn't it? If he can do it, I can do it type of thing, you know? Um, and the negative effects is, is racism. Mm. Yeah, severe racism. You know, people being racist to my son as well. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you say racism, as in like people leaving comments across social media or when you yeah. um, when you meet them in person? Oh, no. No one ever says that to my face. Okay. Um, it's always on social media. So one incident was um, my son's Prince of Trainers, right? Um, I, I had a page for him. I still got a page. Shout out um, Prince of Trainers. <laughs> shout out Rain. And um, so what I did is I posted a picture of him where he was holding a pair of, of Jordan 4 cores and wearing a pair of Jordan 4 cores. And um, this picture, like those trains were very expensive, you know, um, at the time. And this picture went viral. It was posted by every sneaker blog in the world. Like everyone saw that picture. And um, people actually went on his page. It went, it was like it was popping off of mine. And it, but people went on his page and said, why is that um, F word, N word, got um, two pairs of Jordan cores? When I see him, I'm going to rob him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was two at a time. That's disgusting. Yeah, he was, he was two at a time. How did you take that as someone who understands social media but is also a father? That yeah, so obviously, obviously it hurts. You can't, you can't prepare yourself for that type of racism. There's nothing that you can 
do or say, prepare yourself for someone calling a two-year-old the N-word. Um, but yeah, his, his mom, <laughs> my son's mom, she laid into me. She was like, he can't do on social media. Like, you know, she was proper upset. For me, I understand that no one's ever going to say it to his face. Mm. But at the same time, I understood. So I didn't actually continue with doing that page. I had him, had lots of pictures of him wearing my trainers and all these different things. And I just, I stopped it. Did so, you take everything off? No, no. I, I left the pictures up there. I just deleted the, the comments and stuff that, that was, um, you know, but I left it up there because that, it was just too monumental. I was like, so he can go back if he wants and be like, okay, if that, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it now. I'm going to do the page now. If, you know, yeah. if Instagram's even still around, you know, but he, um, he understands. He understands. Yeah. There's always a massive conversation mm -hmm. around parents and having their children on social. Mm. Like you must have seen it go down, you know, Kim versus Kanye, yeah, yeah. for example. Yeah. Where do you stand having visible children? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, in a way that is constructive, you know, because my niece, she's a, she's a, a, a dancer. She does voiceovers. She's done... Like she's been in Beyonce's videos and all that oh, sort of stuff. Yeah. What so was she in brown skin girls. Yeah. So do you know the girls that at the yeah, beginning yeah, she's yeah. one of the girls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a family of, yeah, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So um, you know, shout out Kenya, shout out my sister Jenny, shout shout Amos. But no, so for me, they use you need it for promotion for her. Do you know what I mean? We promote her and, and, and that's that's how it goes. So um I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um obviously discussions have to be had with parents and, and stuff like that. And maybe I was too hasty in thinking that my son's mum would approve, which she did in the beginning until the racism happened and stuff like that. So, and then she yeah. was like, oh, I can just imagine though, as a, as a parent, you're just like, mm. ain't no one talking to my child like that. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. when it's not someone that you could physically call them. <laughs> yeah, be like, what What's you that? Yeah. Well, you yeah. can't see them and pull them yeah, up yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, that yeah, comment. Yeah. It's just random strangers. Yeah. But maybe mm -hmm. because you've done it for a while, like you're a lot more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I, get, I get racism. I get death threats. Death threats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Because of trainers? Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you take those to the police or you just ignore it? Nah, I mean, look, I'm from Tottenham, innit? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, until they, until they they touch me, they can't do nothing to me. So, yeah, you, you know, just that's take how it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, imagine I've been at an event once and I was wearing a, I was wearing a crown and robe. Like, so I'm at this event and I go home. So when I go home, there's people that were at the event saying, oh, what's, what's with this King of Trainers guy? But I'm like, I was at the event, you could have spoken to me. Does mm. that make sense? And these are people who are actually older than me. Do you know what I mean? So I know that if you're gonna be or you're older than me, you're scared to come up to me and be like, hey, what's what are you all about? Or, you know, let me, let me, let me ask you why why are you wearing this or why are you doing this and not actually do that. You're not serious in life. Let's be honest. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a scary person to approach. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go home and hide behind your keyboard. Mm, so uh keyboard yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was the significance of you having the costume? I know about branding. I learned advertising. So I know about how you brand and how, and to get people talking. And that's how I kind of got people talking and being like, oh, right. Like, you know, I, I didn't see no one. I didn't see no personalities. Do you get what I mean? Like, this, you know, and in the UK, maybe in the States or all that, but in the UK, I didn't really see no one who was doing it. I said, yeah, I'm going to just be the person, you know. And then, yeah. And then when I go to these events wearing the crown and the robe, the kids love me. They take pictures and, you know, and I'm, I'm doing interviews with the children. Like it's, it's all fun and games. I don't take it even that seriously. You know, I, I do memes on my page. I'm not even, I don't take it that seriously. But some people do, you know. And who did you draw inspiration from? Because you're saying like the UK people aren't doing it. Who were you looking at? Was there specific kind of people that you've seen branding wise? You're like, I like what they've done. Well, yes and no. Like for the US, like, because... Part of my journey is, is I, I was always in the US or Canada in, in the 90s as well. 
So I saw the attitude of kind of the hustle and mentality, the kind of, yo, I got to get it by any means or I got to be seen by any means, you know? Mm. So that's kind of where I think from that whole living there and seeing, oh, you, these guys are, they're really about it. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So being there and seeing that kind of gave me inspiration, you know, from hip hop and, and people like Puff Daddy and stuff, always like kind of making a spectacle and, did he you know, always, like, yeah, he always. was never just, like, a CEO. No, he, he came with the, like, you would know. The branding, the building, yeah. The, the, the dancing. Yeah, the dance, the, what he wears. The quotes. Yeah, he's he's a next level. He's a, he's, a, he's a different type of beast, yeah. Okay, so then when you were seeing people like that, you were like, okay, like, we're mm. about to shake this up. 100%. And talk to me about, like, how the reception mm. of you was initially entering that industry and like how mm. the hierarchy works yeah so for me in the beginning because i was facing a lot of different races and people trying to tease me because of the whole crown thing i'm like sorry to say it again like i was going hey with people do you get what i mean what, because no one on instagram like people would make meme pages of me and just just try to yeah literally just try to tease me but everything i was doing was positive do you get what i mean you know even like i'm not going to say but one of the adidas execs very big adidas execs tried to kind of belittled me on social media and I took his head off. Huh? Yeah. I took his head off. He had to apologise. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what, you guys just went in? Yeah. We went, <laughs> I went in. Wow. I went in. Yeah, I went in. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good at how to tear down people if they want to tear me down. On social media, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so you clap back. Oh, I clap back differently. How was it like for you though? Like, imagine a guy from Tottenham being teased about a costume. <laughs> is this you what I'm saying? Like, I was like, come on, this is yeah. I can't do it. I, you, yeah. Did you ever feel like that? Or you? Nah, like, because got, I'm very confident. I'm yeah, I'm very confident. I know what I'm doing. Do you get what I mean? I'm showing. I'm I'm doing this for kids don't have a chance to mm. kind of be where I'm from. So I knew what I'm doing, but people never seem to understand the good guy. They always understand the bad guy, but they can see, okay, he's doing bad. But when you're actually just doing good things, they want to have something to say. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Mm. But if I'm out there and I'm doing badness and I'm robbing people, oh yeah, he's bad, that's him. But when he's good, oh, like, we don't know how to take him, is he, you, don't you know? Have to place him. Yeah, like I'm just doing my thing. I'm not troubling, I'm not harming anyone. Yeah. And that's what it is. But I, yeah, yeah. But in the beginning, so for me, in terms of hierarchy, there was always like the brands and then the influencers and, and stuff like that. But I literally was just like doing so much stuff, making so much noise in the sneaker game that you can't ignore me. Yeah. You know, we were doing like events, exhibitions, promotions, free giveaways. Like there's nothing I haven't done. And we're doing it relentless. And you were doing awards. Award show, yeah. My award show, yeah. My award show, the Drop of the Year Awards. Yeah. You know, paid for it in my own pocket. So, you know, that's been going on for like six years now. And it's like it's the only award show where people can actually vote. Well, not only the, the the only sneaker UK would show that people can vote for the trainers of that year. So um, you can't ignore it. If you try, because sometimes my friends say, oh, Frank, some of these people are ignoring you. I, like, I said, yeah, they can, but you can't. Because at the end of the day, no one's doing what I've done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue. Do you ever get offended though? Because I hear people say things like that about mm -hmm. certain rappers, like mm. oh, he's overlooked yeah. or whatever. When people make comments like that, like you said, mm -hmm. your friends do, yeah. do you ever take offense? No, I don't take offense. They're going to know that people are going to know eventually. Yeah. You know, and for those who do know, it's, it's good, but people are going to know eventually what I do. You know, I do a lot of stuff. You know, it's even like the other day, someone said, Frank, like, name a rapper or footballer who's got like free shops in Box Park. That's giving giving young people jobs and helping people and outside shaking hands and, and inspiring people. And and I was like, thank you, I'm grateful. Like, do you get know what I mean? But you will have to know soon. Yeah. And that's that's what it is. And it's not even like a kind of to be big headed, to inspire. 
to inspire people, man. You know, to show people, okay, this guy is a normal guy from the same places that we're from that has built himself to to do all these 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 good things. So, mm-hmm. so how did the Aless collaboration come about? Yeah, so that collaboration, shout out Gunho PR. So they invited me down and a number of other influencers to Ace Hotel. R.I.P. Yeah, in Shoreditch. Yeah, I know. It didn't, it didn't survive yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, so... Um, so what happened was there was a shoe called the Tanker shoe, which came in 82. And they said, yeah, can you f- have a, your take on the shoe? And it's me, yeah, cool, I'll do that. And while we were in this room, I was like, okay, let me, how do I connect it, this tennis shoe back with my mom's love of tennis, right? Oh, your mom so, played tennis? Yeah she, yeah, she played tennis and she loves, she was more table tennis, but she loves tennis, yeah. right? And I said, okay, let me look back at the history of a list. And I said, oh, yes, um... Boris Becker had a less clothing deal and he had a Puma footwear deal. My mum actually went out to find me the Pumas that he was wearing back then. I've got a picture. I've got a picture online. Wow, so your mum's oh. been riding for yeah, 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 yeah. from oh, the beginning. Oh, for sure. Because, I, you know, I grew up at a time where it was one trainer a year. Yeah. So my mum didn't want to buy nothing that was going to spoil quickly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I got good trainers yeah, and that's yeah. what it was. Like, you know, so it's not like I got loads and loads and loads when I was a kid, but I got one good one and one, so one good pair of trainers and one shoes. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I remember and you'd have to make it last. You have to make it last. So my mum would, so so what happened is Boris Becker had a pair of Pumas. She tried to go out. For, I'll, I'll probably post up that picture like maybe this week of me wearing these, these white and, and red Pumas, which she thought were the Boris ones that Boris Becker wore. They weren't exactly the same ones. Um, and then um, from there, like he was wearing an Aless top. Mm-hmm. So that Aless top, um, when he won, he had a picture of him winning with the gold cup over his head. So that top was dark blue and light blue. So I've done a collaboration, dark blue and light blue, based on that top, yeah. Ah. And then you get gold laces with the trainers as well. So, ah, so yeah. that was the inspiration, the inspiration for it. Yeah. And why is it that your mum was so monumental mm. for your collection? Like, why yeah. did you want this one to be about your mum? Because... Um, she she made me the king of trainers. Like, if it wasn't for her, you know, like, because my mum would take me and my sister to, like, Olympus sports and stuff. And me and my sister would be like, oh, mummy, this person, this tennis player wears these or this player wears these. And she'd be like, okay, okay, it must be it must be good if they wear it. Do you get what I mean? And she's the one that kind of helped me on that journey to be the king of trainers. So was know? she supportive? Because I think, like, generally we hear a narrative about African parents mm-hmm. not being as supportive with creative pursuits. Yeah, no. Especially if it's not what they're used to. Yeah, no. I mean, the whole trainer thing, my mum knew that I love trainers because I'll be that kid that when I get a new pair, I'll be sleeping on the pillow and have it next to me on the pillow <laughs> and wake up wake up t- to my trainer. She knew. She knew from, from kid days. She knew. So as I grew and I loved trainers, she knows I love trainers. Like... Everyone, everyone around me know I love traders. So she was always a supportive. And then um, when I kind of turned it into something, you know, when I got, got my first campaign and, I turned, and she saw how much I got paid, <laughs> she was like, okay. Like, Let's know, go. Yeah, type of thing. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. And all the marketing around it, because mm-hmm. as you said, like you did this whole thing where you got the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my mum. Yeah. So originally it's funny because I did ask a few um, female friends and, and models and I was like, and then they couldn't do it. And it was a bit like, okay, they need to charge me and all that. And I was like, yeah, cool, I was going to pay anyway. But it was a bit like, mm. I was like, okay, cool. So then I said, mom and my sister Jen, let's do the shoot together. You know? Um, and they're like, okay, let's go. And I was like, yeah. 
And that's what we did. So let's done, keep it in yeah, the family. Let's keep it a family. So we've done the shoot together. And that was that was that was amazing. I feel like it's a lot more authentic as well. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's like we're so used to seeing like yeah. people use Instagram baddies, yeah, the yeah, models, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even if it was like other trainer influencers. Like this is it. that's what we're used to seeing. This is it. So but what seeing especially a man mm-hmm. put his mom mm-hmm. and his sister mm-hmm. like front and center Indeed. that will yeah. actually make me be like hold on a second yeah yeah this is like, it yeah. I, let's pay attention here yeah this is it yeah it made it to like you know shout offspring they done a massive mail out um had like half a million people met me to mail out then it, it got picked up by Hype Beast as well. So it got featured on Hype Beast. And you know, once you're on Hype Beast, it oh, goes, yeah. goes clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people have been in, t- in contact. So it's, it's been it's been good. I can't I can't grumble, yeah. Well, the, the smile on this guy's face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just letting me know that this is just the beginning. Yeah, but it's indeed. interesting though, like, mm-hmm. okay, you've got King of Trainers. Mm. So a lot of people know you as a, I don't know how you're going to take this term because I know a lot of people don't yeah. like it. Influencer. Influencer. And you can say that, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the term I'm, influence? I'm influencer's influence. That's what I say. I'm the people who influence the influencers. Like, you know, I do accept the term. I'm not against it, to be fair. It, it makes me money. Like, let's mm. be honest. But um, I think that I was influencing people before social media. Mm. You know, I was the guy wearing the Avrex in the 90s, wearing the Nikes in the 90s, that the kids would be like, oh, no, those, yeah, those. Oh, he's got the Avrex jacket. So, so now they've grown up and become influential in whatever field they're doing. I used to influence them back in the day. So now I call myself, I'm influenced, influence. Even though I've got a big following, I influence a range of people, but I'm there. I'm like one above that. Oh, okay. He's above that. Uh, But also you're saying to me from what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. is that you would be an influencer even if social media didn't. Oh yeah, I've always been. I've always been. Like, especially with the, the trainer game, people will come to my classroom to be like, yo, what's Franklin wearing? You know, yeah. <laughs> people will stop me on the street. Yeah, where'd you get that? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or that that rucksack. Like, I remember I had like a. I remember when I went Monarchs to George Monarchs College. Shout out everyone who went to George Monarchs. The amount right? of times yeah. I've heard yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not even from North this London. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and no, well, it's, yeah, it's kind of on the coast between East. It's between just between East and North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Monarchs. So I remember when I wore my Averex jacket in Monarchs. Yeah, I was the first one to get an Averex um, there, and. Um, that week, people went crazy. The next weekend, four people went out and begged to find a way to get an Avery jacket. Do you get what I mean? You know, so I've always been influential. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? Because I have a friend, yeah, mm-hmm. that loves putting out like her fashion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when people wear what she buys, she don't yeah. like it. And I said, but... Yeah, no, but, but you but, put it out. Yeah. yeah but you, No, I don't mind. I'm you're, cool. You're the influencer. Yeah, That's I'm what cool. influencers do, babe. Yeah, I'm cool. I mean, for me, it's all good. It's all good. I did grow up at a time where you don't get exactly what someone else has got. You know, it could get you beaten up. Affected. <laughs> but now people, that's what people do. They want to get what you got and, and, and stuff. And, and that's all right. For me, it's okay. It's all consumerism. Enjoy yourself. Uh, who are you influenced by? Well, my sister was a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. You know, they call me King of Trainers. I do have Queen of Trainers. She'll probably be the Queen of Trainers. Oh, but she's, that. yeah, she doesn't indulge as much now. But um, I'm influenced by a number of different things. You know, people I don't know, people I see on the street, like so many different people. And now, like... How do you feel, though, about the way the industry is going? Because to me, like, I feel like this reseller game is a bit crazy. Why me, a normal girl, having to enter balance with <laughs> trainers? Yeah, well, it's, it is crazy. And I don't know if it's going to get any, any better, if I'm honest. You know, Why? We, we do, because it's just so much value in trainers now. 
You know, some trainers you can buy one day for 160 pounds, the next day is 2,000 pounds. Do you get what I mean? So there's always going to be, when there's that type of commodity, that type of money in it, there's always going to be that type of thing. But there are good, good places like Offspring, shout out Offspring. They're doing like, you know, competition where you can create content and then you can enter and, and things like that. So, you know, it's, it may get better, but Nike and, and a lot of the brands are really releasing a lot of trainers. So it could be a problem. How can the industry clamp down on it though? I don't think there's anything the industry can do in terms of clamping down. They can just produce more trainers. And then I think that's what it is. But again, that takes out the prestige of having certain pairs because but they can actually release more trainers. You know? So do you not buy trainers that are like mass produced? No, I do. I buy everything. Yeah, because, you know, GRs, we grew up on GRs. A lot of the trains we had back in the day were GRs. It's just yeah. that we didn't know how sought after they were going to become after mm. the time. So I do. I buy, I buy a lot of things that's mass produced, you know. Do you feel like you can spot what's next? Yeah. My trainer is next. <laughs> the less tanker. <laughs> yeah, that's next. Yeah. Okay, I won't even, I won't, I won't even dig more that because he's like, are you forgetting I'm a marketing person? Um, okay, but how much mm -hmm. would you say in terms of your time? Because mm -hmm. obviously you said you claim the influencer title. Yeah. But you're also very much a businessman Indeed. and an entrepreneur. Indeed. You have Green Machine. Yes. Which is CBD products. Yeah, with Retro2. With Retro2. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. you also have an Averex store. Yes, we have an Averex store. Yeah. And you also have Retro stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is the percentage breakdown in terms I would of say, influencing and business? Yeah, I'll say each of them all get my equally my time. But I mean, Averitz, because it's like a more of a new shop and it's, it gets a lot more of my time, um, you know. But it's uh, I'm a 5 a.m. riser. You know, I'm a 5 a.m. riser. Not Franklin about yeah. to give me yeah, the old school. Yeah, I'm a 5 a.m. riser. Yeah, that's, you <laughs> know, I always say. The secrets to success. Yeah, it, but it's the truth. Like, I, people always say to me, oh, Frank, how do you have the time every time? And or they say, I haven't got time. And I'm like, wake up earlier. That's what I say. That's it. That's the okay. key. Wake up earlier. You know, the, I'm a 5 a.m. riser. I get a lot done. I use my time well. You know, and I still get time to socialize and and do things. Oh, Franklin, be enjoying. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I bump into him when I'm <laughs> out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You see me outside. Uh, he's outside. Yeah, you see me outside. So it's not like I'm just working, working, working. I do, but I just manage my time as much as effectively as I can. So yeah. how does a trainer lover fall into CBD? Well, yeah. So my friend, uh, one of my good friends, shout out Sham. Um, he he invested in um the, the company and then got a shop in Chesant. By getting a shop in Cheson, he invited me down. I bought some uh, muscle and joint rub for my mum. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, amazing um, um, product. My mum loved it. Um, he opened a shop just before the lockdown. Then the lockdown came and he got a letter from, I think, the government and the council. And they said, oh, you guys are a health shop. You could open throughout. Oh, amazing. So he calls us up and he's like, Frank, yo. So we're all like, yo, we're getting shops, you know, because no one knew what was going to happen, innit? But but once all we knew is that the shops that can survive are health, are, are health shops. Mm. So, so I, as in like on a business sense, on a you, business can, business. you can survive yeah. any climate, basically. That's it, basically. So that's kind of where, where my head was at there. So you went in there with the mind of an investor. Correct, correct. But you also saw how one product helped your mum. Correct, 100% um, in that product, you know, it really does. So my mum was like, yeah, cool. Because I asked her and she was like, yeah, it's, this product's amazing and, and stuff. And CBD itself is, is is even though it's been around for ages, it's still an emerging market in the UK. 100%. Um, and yeah, we're like the biggest, now we're the biggest dispensary in the UK. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Can you just break down the difference? Because I was having this conversation, I mm. went to my cousin's house in mm -hmm. 
Birmingham over yes. the weekend. And yes. she also had some friends over from Canada. Mm-hmm. And the friend was explaining like now that they have legalized weed Correct. in yeah. the specific state she lives in. Mm-hmm. And she said that what was happening with the schools where her kids go is that actually now that it means there's lots of weed sweets, there's weed lollies. There's, oh, okay, yeah. So they're finding it hard to differentiate. And then we got into a conversation about CBD. Mm-hmm. So then we were asking, okay, so what is the difference? Yeah. Weed is seen like as a, I think it's very much seen as like a, a street, a street thing, <laughs> it used right? To, yeah, it used to and be, then, yeah. But CBD is seen as, as almost like a rich, yeah, a rich white person thing. Yeah, well, so well something, well, health kit? yeah, I mean, I guess the best way to describe it is CBD, because the, 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 the hemp plant, the marijuana plant has a lot of cannabinoids. CBD is one of, one of many. Um, and it helps rebuild the body, helps with, with all these different things. And then you have, you have the THC, which is the, um, the halluc- like the thing that makes you kind of high. Okay. So to speak. So that's the so, drug part. Yeah, that's the drug part. But the with what we do is we do um, full spectrum, which has the highest amount of THC that you're allowed within any one dosage of the CBD. So we take out the thing and we give you the pure health health side. Got you. Um, you take out the drug and yeah, you focus on, focus on the health, on side. The health yeah. element of yeah. the plant. Yeah, it isn't just for, for rich white people. It's probably, I mean, that's probably what could have been seen as. Yeah. But it is for everyone. And ours is affordable for everyone as well. Was um, that what it was? Was it because it wasn't affordable before? It wasn't accessible? No, no this is actually one person's formula. A gentleman called Paul, he was suffering from um, severe arthritis. Yeah. And he started to make the formulas, then he cured him himself and then he set up a shop um, doing so oh wow yeah 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 and then we we invested well um, sham he invested in the company set up the, a few london store then myself retri too and shamil and his brother we then got the east london shop then we had a launch we got stormzy down all these different people it was an amazing launch we already know uh, how you do yeah <laughs> well, no, I, that's that's rich i can't even take that <laughs> but then um from there they said okay we want you as part of the parent company and then we you know, so we have a small percentage of the parent company. Now. So what's like the future of CBD in the UK, you would say? So you yeah. focus on the health benefits. So that means you have, I know you have- Health like, and recreational. So we have gummies as well and things like you that. You have gummies. Yeah. Yeah. But the gummies are good to help because from my understanding, mm-hmm. let's just understand the health benefits. Yes. I know it helps with people's sleep. Yes, correct. It also helps with arthritis. Yeah, it, hel- it helps calm pain. the body. Yeah, it helps calm the body, helps rebuild the body, you know, sleep, arthritis, anxiety, things like that. Because it helps calm the mind. Anxiety, yeah, yeah, it helps calm the mind. It helps relax. Um, and it helps rebuild. And it's completely legal. It's 100% it? legal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100% legal, yeah, correct. And you have the oils? We have the oils, we have the gummies, we have the teas, we have the face rubs, we have the bump. Face bump, rub? What's it yeah. do to the skin? Yeah, it, it makes the skin it blemishes and stuff. So we, yeah, it gives you good, good skin. Um, we have bath bombs, we have tea, we have coffee. Um, we have do the, the bath bombs actually smell of hemp? Do they, do no, no, we have like different flavor. We have different flavor bath bombs, yeah. We have okay. different flavor bath, bath bombs, like orange flavor, peach, and all these different things. Nice. Yeah. So it smells like the flavors, but it has yeah, yeah. health It has a health, it, ha- uh-huh. it has got a health you, benefit. Yeah, you. correct, correct. Wow. Correct. And what is the future you would say of CBD in the UK? Um, and we're going to be the biggest. That's Straight. It. Yeah, we're going to be the biggest. <laughs> it's like, like we're going to be the- Yeah, we're going to be the biggest. It's a trying time because we're the first kind of going through a lot of these doors on a red tape. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be the biggest. And how do you balance between the two? Like, because on one side, you've got your business hat on. The other mm-hmm. side, you've got to create content. Like, have yeah. you expanded your teams? For my businesses, we just have, um, we have different individuals, you know, that for each different company. But I still have to kind of, you know, go back and forth with my business partners and manage different things. 
But like I say, manage time. It's, it's, I just get everything done as best I can. You know, it's not perfect. I don't actually have anyone who films my content. I film all my content myself on my phone, you know, so... Um, Everything's just. We're not. We're not yet getting Franklin's PA when we. No. We, no. No. You still. You can still hit. Me up. Yeah, still, you can still be. I always have time for you anyway. So it's not. It's you. You. You will never get my PA. You know? Maybe some new people will, but Pillow. Pillow will never get my PA. Oh. Yeah. Bless you, Franklin. Yeah. And what kind of like learnings have you had, like just through being an influencer? a businessman mm. what kind of learnings have you had and what kind of like learnings have come off the back of frustrations um that consistency is the cheat code you gotta be consistent consistency is the cheat code i heard that somewhere and i was like yeah i'm taking that <laughs> <laughs> consistency is the cheat code like and for me the reason why like i've managed to do this is because i can do everything but i shouldn't be doing everything if i'm honest but i can do everything i can film i can edit I can do, you know what I mean, I can present, I can film, do my own content. I'm very good at present. Like I, I could do it all, but I shouldn't have to, but I've been so self-reliant on, on things, you know? So for me, consistency is, that's been the biggest frustration. It's like me stopping things. So I've been like, I have to be consistent in everything I do. Well, oh, that's so yeah. good. But it's interesting what you said, because I actually do believe like I was having this conversation on my episode with Jackie Adedeji mm -hmm. about saying that I don't understand why more people who are front of camera, why a lot of them don't learn the mm -hmm. behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because the more you learn, the less reliant you are on things oh, like people. commissioners and yes. directors yeah. and directors, yeah. producers, whatever. Yeah. You can just self-produce yourself. That's it. I can, yeah. And that's the thing. I think I've learned to do a lot myself. It's the DIY you know, generation. And I think that's why a lot of young people now mm -hmm. are going through the social media route. Indeed. Because it's like they can just do things. I saw this really interesting article the other day. I think it was on Bloomberg Business. Mm -hmm. And they were just saying that Wall Street doesn't know what to do with Gen Z. Because <laughs> they're now going into work. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you work in Wall Street, unlike media jobs, like mm -hmm. a lot of it is very like mm -hmm. confidential information. You're dealing with huge clients, Indeed. whips or anything mm. like that. And they were like, they don't know what to do with Gen Z because they are doing like these come to work with me videos yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on TikTok. That's crazy. So they're like, they don't know what to do with them. Like, mm. because on one hand it's helping recruitment mm -hmm. because it's now making an industry that everyone didn't want to get into more appealable mm -hmm. to other young people their age yeah. but at the same time it's like yo you're not meant to be showing what happens at work mm. <laughs> what's your view on that to be honest they need to figure it out because it's gonna happen you know but a lot of the kids that now they live through social media something goes wrong oh, well, I'm on social media something goes right something on social media so the corporates have to have it or they have to do a, a zero tolerance policy they come into work they put their phone into a case and then they have to go and sit down you know um, so unless they do something like that it's gonna be it's gonna be problematic you know um, but for me, you know, I'm very, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a really good boss, I believe. I let my staff be on their phone and, and, and stuff as long as we're making money and, just, you know, everything's okay. And engaging with customers, that's important. But yeah, when I'm not there, they can, they can, they can go on their phone. How do you feel about if they do like come to work with me videos? Yeah. Come to me, work with me at the Averick store. That helps me because <laughs> <laughs> I need people to come in and buy jackets. So for that, that helps me anyway. Yeah. So you're good. And... Can we just talk about Averix really quickly before we end this? Because okay, yeah, okay. I feel like it was a thing back in the day. Indeed. And now I feel like I'm seeing a resurgence of it. Like, Indeed. how has this happened and how have you got involved in it? So um, I work with a, a company and they were like, yeah, we, we, we're going to be buying um, the Averix, 
UK and European license. I mean, weren't you involved? And Did I was you ever like, look yeah. at it and feel like, nah, actually, that's old fashioned now? No, man, I'm an Averex fanatic. Like, I've got loads of Averexes. I'm a fanatic. Like, you know, so for me, it was just, it was wicked. And, and we're living in Generation X where everything's coming back anyway. Mm. So it's best that I bring it back, you know, and do it the right way, then it come back and then be done the wrong way. So that's kind of, you know, but I love it. I love it. The shop's doing really well. Everything's going good. So I'll wow. grumble. Oh, that's so interesting you say that. Yeah. Eight, Generation X, everything's coming back. My mm-hmm. friend told me the other day that her son is asking for slits yeah. on the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. I was like, back. girl, I haven't back. seen that since, since like, yeah. I was at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's coming back. Oh, that is insane. Everything's Franklin, mm-hmm. aka King of Trainers. <laughs> thank you so much no, for stopping by. No, thank you. Nice no, no, cool. Anytime, podcast. anytime. Where anytime. can people find you? They can find me. They can Google me. Um, <laughs> that Franklin. is the first time we've had that where yeah. can they find you google me <laughs> google me franklin um Boatin, b-o-a-t-e-n-g and you'll see a lot of stuff about me and then yeah you can follow me on instagram at king of trainers or twitter at king of trainers and you know everywhere at king of trainers or at franklin boy and you'll find me you'll find me, mm-hmm. you'll find me. do you ever think about how your brand will continue to exist if social media like ended tomorrow yeah well i mean i've been doing a lot of audio books <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm i'm everywhere like you know but look it, social media for me is not gonna last forever um i'm here for a good time not a long time wow so you know get at me <laughs> and on that note i will be back next week we're gonna have a few more interviews and deep dives so make sure you tune in and if you like what you heard please leave a review and rating thank you bye peace